0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, March 28th, 2021. No love lost, love honors others. Good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. This morning we continue our series leading up to Easter entitled No Love Lost. This morning our focus is on love honors others.
1: Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on location. And those of you who are joining us online, we have a lot of people in the house and in that house. Uh, Today, we have Amber from Costa Rica. Hey, Amber. And we've got our friends from Pennsylvania, New Jersey. And we have people who um, I'm guessing as the vaccinations go more and more, everybody's feeling more comfortable. I was part of the Dover Speedway immunization team yesterday. We vaccinated 5,600 people yesterday. Woo, it was so fun. I recognized a few people and I got to do it, so it was really great. Also, we have a really, spe- everybody special, I need to tell you, but we got a really special person in the house. Where's Esley Davis? Esley, stand up. Stand up, Esley, Come And, and on. she loves Come this on. attention, don't stand you, Esley? Up. She just loves it. 86 years old. Happy birthday, Eslie. We love you. And most of all, we love the way that you witness to your faith and the way that you love the Lord. You are an inspiration to all of us. God bless you, Eslie. You know what
0: I love about Eslie? You say, how you doing, Eslie? She says, well, I'm still kicking, just not as high. There we go.
1: So the other thing about today is two years ago on Palm Sunday was our first public worship in this building. Hello. And so we opened up with every praise, just like we did today. But to God be the glory, we've been open and closed like half the time. But we are so grateful for this place that God has given us as an equipping center so that we can go out and live out our mission. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm a sinner that's been saved by the grace of God. And so are you.
0: I am too. And your name is? Carrie. Carrie Jones. Jones. And I'm Alan Jones. There we go.
1: So let's go now to that's God in down. Yeah, let's pray. Almighty God, thank you. Thank you for this day. There's just, I don't know, there's a buzz. And um, it's your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much that we could worship together this morning, both in person and online. Thank you for um, what you've done for us as we take a look at a very difficult week ahead for you, Lord starting with Palm Sunday and ended with ending with um, Holy Thursday. So, Lord, settle us in, that we may be changed and transformed by your love, by your message. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, before you start, I just need to say, um, we're going to end a little bit differently today. So, uh, wait for an usher to come up and dismiss you row by row. There's a lot of people here, and we just want to avoid... Um, any closer context. So, thank you for that.
0: Cool. So, today is known in the church as Palm Sunday, and normally we would have handed out palms. We'd be waving them, especially during that song. We'd go crazy, but with the COVID thing, handing things out, we try to avoid. So, So, this year is no Palm Palm Sunday, okay? You got <laughs> it? We can wave an empty hand, but you know, God still gets it, right? We can wave, to God, wave it to God there. So, Palm Sunday, and we call it that because of the experience Jesus and the disciples had a week before Easter, and experience Jesus and the disciples had at the beginning of the last week of Jesus' earthly life. Check it out.
1: This is Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. As they, Jesus and his disciples, approached Jerusalem the Old Testament prophet Zechariah. Say to daughter Zion, See your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey.
0: So the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. (coughs) Excuse me. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others caught branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Say this next one with me. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Yeah. And um, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? And the crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what we have here is that the people were going crazy as Jesus and his entourage were coming into town. They were spreading their cloaks on the road in front of Jesus, which is a sign of honor and respect. Now, all of the gospel writers, the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the writers, they all tell us this story. And so from that, we know that it's really, really important. And they all share an account of this parade in fact, in John's version of this, we're told that the branches are palms. Thus, Palm Sunday.
0: And so, can we even begin to picture what's going on here? I've been in praise before. You know, I was in high school band. It's where we met. High school band, all oh, lots of people, lots of hooping and hollering, cheering and clapping. You know, letting you know how they much they appreciate you. Know everything. But those parades were nothing, I mean, we even been to the Cherry Blossom Festival in D.C., that's a big parade, nothing compared to this. You know, we never had anybody lay down their cloak in the street for us, all we had was horses dropping things in front of us, we didn't have people laying down their cloaks or waving poem and then laying them down in the street for us, it wasn't quite like that, no, this is something else, this parade, you know. The whole city, we're told, the whole city is out there being stirred. And there's a lot of people in town because of the the Passover celebration we'll talk about. And then, and Jesus is entering Jerusalem. It's going crazy. It's going crazy. It's an incredible scene we've got here.
1: And so the city has more people than usual, a lot of out of towners, because it is the Passover festival. And they're required to check back into their hometown. And so it's one of three Jewish pilgrimages. It's the festival whereby Jews from all over Judah and beyond come to Jerusalem to celebrate. Now, in this case, they are celebrating something so important it is to celebrate the last night of the captivity. In Egypt, that we read about in the Old Testament, where they had been enslaved for over four hundred years, it was the last night before they began that forty-year journey in the desert. It's the last night in which they slaughtered the lamb, and they spread blood over the doorframe so that death would pass over their house. Therefore, that's where Passover comes from. And so, death would pass over their house um, so that, because every firstborn in the country was going to die in order to convince Pharaoh to let God's people go.
0: Back to the wild and crazy welcome into town. It didn't last long. You ever notice how those high points don't tend to last that long and then flips right down? The the very next verse in, uh, in Matthew, the very next verse tells us that Jesus entered the temple courts. And he drove out all who were buying and selling there, overturning the tables of the money changers and the benches of those who were selling doves." Yeah, that was quite a business. As we said, there were many from out of town. They needed sacrifices as they went into the temple, and so they would buy these, uh, the doves. And, and, um, and uh, the, unfortunately, the sellers took great advantage of the situation and overcharged, you know, as did the money changers. The 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 people who exchange the out of town cash, you all been out of you know foreign country right? You know how it works. You got to go to the money, and there's always a surcharge. They got to get paid for what they do. But these guys very much surcharged. Okay, they they over surcharged, and um and, and so here's the thing. Bottom line, Jesus doesn't like it when we take advantage of a situation take advantage of people for our benefit, take advantage of others, when we, especially when we abuse a holy, the holy place for our personal gain. And so, he flipped out as he flipped tables, <laughs> uh, quoting Old Testament prophets. He's kind of got two prophets in one sentence here, uh, both Isaiah and Jeremiah. Isaiah, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it, what Jeremiah said, a den of robbers, a den of thieves. Yeah.
1: So here we have Jesus who was upsetting the status quo. He was upsetting business as usual, upsetting the customs that had been in place for a really long time and customs that the religious leaders were used to and they were comfortable with, customs that were advantageous to them. Remember, they were in charge and now we have Jesus who is Gaining some popularity very fast. That's why the religious leaders were so indignant with Jesus' actions. And after he questioned their authority the next day, can you imagine questioning the authority of the status quo? They looked for a way to arrest him. But those leaders, they were pretty afraid because there was a crowd of people who supported Jesus. So you can imagine the tension that was going on. Well, later that week, the religious leaders, those same leaders, not only plotted to arrest him, but to end Jesus's life. Really ironic how this whole thing works. You have this all-star day, Jesus coming into the town, people laying their palms and, and waving their palms and laying their coats and they're singing every praise is to our God. Is that song that I mean, old yeah. really? Wow. Yeah, they were Incredible. like really going for it. And then by the end of the week, it had turned really upside down. Really upside down. Have you ever had a day like that? Not where like you're going in and they're waving <laughs> palms and, you know, singing to you, but just a really lousy day or maybe a week <laughs> or a month or it could be a year or two. <laughs> it all started out great and then it flipped. So here we have Jesus who gets it. He understands. He understands when we go through things like that. He has been there. He has experienced everything and more that we ever experienced.
0: You know, this wasn't the first time Jesus had one of those kind of days. It happened to him three years earlier, way back at the beginning of his ministry. He's at the river being baptized by his cousin, John. And this is just, you can picture this awesome scene. The very moment he comes up out of the water... Heaven opens, Holy Spirit descends like a dove, Scripture tells us, alighting on Him, and a voice from heaven saying, this is my Son, uh, whom I love, with Him I am well pleased. Can you imagine having been there at the river that day? Pew, right? All-star moment, all-star moment. And then Scripture tells us immediately, immediately, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to fast for 40 days. And be tested by Satan. You know, you have to celebrate those all-star moments when you get them, don't you? Because they don't come often. And they often don't last very long. Yeah. Celebrate. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So back to Palm Sunday. The parade. And what happened after that. Can you imagine Jesus as he's riding into town? He knew. He knew what was going to happen. He knew that the celebration would turn to crucifixion by the end of the week. I just can't, I mean, divine, human, but just human. I just can't even imagine that whole thing. And he also knew that he would be betrayed. (laughs) Three times previous to this, he had told his disciples what was ahead so we're going to share some scripture where he tried to prepare them for what was in his future and their future ahead
0: so today we're looking at um, matthew 21 we'll go back five chapters matthew 16 verse 21 new international version is what we find from that time on jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to jerusalem See, jerusalem that city it just represents his, the end of things, okay? Must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day, what? Be raised to life. Yeah.
1: Later on, Jesus again shares with the disciples what is going to happen in the future. This is Matthew 17. When they came together in Galilee, he, Jesus, said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him. And on the third day, say it with me, he will be raised to life. And the disciples were filled with grief.
0: You know, he keeps telling the disciples, they just don't get it, though, you know. (laughs) When it ends up, they're still kind of surprised and unexpected. Anyway, we'll get to that on Easter. (laughs) Three uh, chapters. chapters after that, chapter 20, verses 17 to 19, Jesus was heading to Jerusalem for His final visit where we read, yet a third time Jesus shared with the disciples what the future had in store. Now, Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, He took the twelve aside, and He said to them, we're going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man, that would be He, will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law, They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. At home, type in, raised to life. Raised to life. Yeah.
1: So Jesus was well aware of what lay ahead as he rode into Jerusalem on that borrowed donkey on that first Palm Sunday. He knew his days were numbered. He knew that he would be handed over to the officials. He knew that he would be mocked and flogged and beaten. He knew that he would be hung on a cross, die. You know, we have to wonder why. Why did he proceed? He could have chosen otherwise, but not really. Not really. Because that's not who he is. And that's not what love does. We take a look at 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, and it gives us a clue. Check this out it, love, does not dishonor others, it is not self seeking.
0: Other versions of that verse uh, tell us that love doesn't force itself on others, it says it isn't always me first. Uh, Love isn't rude. Love uh, doesn't insist on its own way. Love does not act disgracefully. Love does not seek its own benefit. In other words, love honors others. Love honors others. It puts others first. Another way of putting it is an acronym that we use around here at CCC a lot, I-N-A-M, I-N-A-M. If you know what that means, say it with me, it's not about me. It's not about me. And so Jesus rode into Jerusalem that day, along with his disciples, fully knowing what the week would bring. Because he knew his mission on earth was not about him staying alive in the flesh, it was about honoring God the Father by honoring you and me with his very life, being the ultimate sacrifice for our sin. We talked about dove sacrifice and others. This is the ultimate sacrifice for our sin, paying a price for us, a price we can't pay, going to the cross so that we might go to heaven. That's why Jesus paraded into town on that first Palm Sunday, fully well knowing it will be his last earthly parade.
1: So Jesus poured into the teaching that last week. He Mm -hmm. just poured into his disciples lots of teaching especially teaching that actually condemned the religious leaders. And the more that Jesus taught, the more aggravated they became. (laughs) Jesus was a thorn in their side, and they planned to remove that thorn. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, his teachings, he said to his disciples, as you know, The Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there might be a riot among the people.
0: Not during the festival, well... Plans change, don't they? (laughs) Plans change. It was during the festival that the leaders made their move. Many of you probably well know this story. It's well known. One of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, one who'd been following him, went to the chief priest and asked what they would give him if he delivered Jesus to them. And they said 30 pieces of silver. By the way, 30 pieces of silver was the going rate for a slave. In that day and time and so judas agreed to that and from there he watched scripture tells us for an opportunity to hand jesus over to them
1: well it came time for jesus and his disciples to celebrate the passover meal together and it was during that meal that jesus told them that one would betray him can you imagine being at that table and having the lord say one of you are going to betray me. Well, Judas said, surely you don't mean me. <laughs> and Jesus replied, <laughs> you have said so. Sometime after this, we, it sounds like Judas made this secret exit, this quiet exit. Of course, I'm sure Jesus knew exactly what was going on. And then Jesus proceeded to share the Last Supper with his disciples, which we celebrate and what we do the first Sunday of every month. Celebrate that Holy Communion, the Last Supper. And we'll also be doing that again on Thursday night. It's called Holy Thursday Service. We encourage everybody to be sure to sign up online to reserve your spot. It's going to be a very special service.
0: So then they, Jesus, and disciples went to the Mount of Olives. We hear about that Mount of Olives several times in Scripture. It was a Jewish cemetery, had been for hundreds of years, a place Jesus would go on occasion to teach His disciples, a place where He would go when He needed to be alone, pray. Once there, Jesus told them that all of them would abandon Him that night, all of them. Wow. Impetuous Peter said, He would never abandon Jesus, never. Jesus responded by saying that Peter would deny him three times before the rooster even crowed wow you know it's easy to kind of point at Peter but how often you know how often have I made a promise I couldn't keep how often have I denied Jesus in some way or other maybe not by speaking up by not speaking up how about you how about
1: you? So I think about this scene when he's at the table and this whole scenario where Jesus is knowing what's going to happen. And here he is with his inner circle. He's spent three years with them. I mean, think about when we go away on a weekend retreat and how close we feel when we get home. Three years with these guys. And now, here we have Jesus's hour of need, and they're not there for him. One's going to betray him, the rest are going to abandon him, and the one that he's closest to, he's going, even going to deny ever knowing him. Not once, not twice but three times before the next sunrise. I don't know about you, but I'm not sure how honoring in my flesh I would be to these guys. And our theme is love honors. And Jesus just continued to honor and honor and love and love and not be self-seeking. Love honors others. Mm
0: -hmm. Then later they all went to a place called the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus then took his inner circle, Peter, James, and John. They went a little further, just the four of them, off from the others to pray about what was next. And he asked those three to kind of keep watch with him as his soul was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Can you imagine? My soul was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And then he went kind of off from those three, and went deep in prayer, asking God the Father to not make him go through with the plan. Sounds like his human side coming through, doesn't it? But in the same breath, in the same breath, he says, but not my will, but your will, Father, be done. There it is. I am. (laughs) It's not about me. It's about you, Father. Your will. Between prayers, Jesus checked on the three, (laughs) and uh, none of one of them could stay awake. He checked three times, and three times they're asleep. Challenges, I think I resemble that remark. I would probably be asleep too. You know, they couldn't stay awake though long enough to be with Jesus in his hour of need when he most needed them.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, shortly thereafter, Judas came with a large crowd. They were armed with swords and clubs. Judas kissed Jesus to show them who they should arrest, which they did. And they took Jesus before Caiaphas. Caiaphas was the high priest. And there were the other elders and teachers of the law And they questioned Jesus, but they didn't like his answers. They claimed that he was blaspheming or disrespecting God. As Jesus said, well, he would sit at the right hand of God the Father. Boy, oh boy. That was just probably the icing on the cake. And so while this scene is going on and Jesus is before the religious officials, Outside in the courtyard, there were people gathering, there were people around, and there's Peter. Somebody said, like, aren't you the guy that was with that Jesus? And what did Peter say? No, not me. (laughs) Then he was asked again, oh, no, I don't even know the guy. Then he was asked again, no. Really? I mean, three years of ministry, that was the same Peter that, like, walked on the water? I mean he was with him. But push comes to shove, how would we respond? Really? There's a little Peter in all of us? Yeah. It was quite a night.
0: Hmm. Jewish leaders, uh, they plan to have uh, Jesus executed by Pilate, the Roman governor. So they bound Jesus, they led him away, they handed him over. Pilate... Had nothing against Jesus. A lot of times they let the Jews handle their own business, but they kind of dumped Jesus on him. He had nothing against him. So, he tried to do everything he could to avoid this execution. And the one he finally came up with was this. Every year at Passover, the governor would release a prisoner to the Jewish people, one one of their own, release one of theirs. And he gave the people a choice of either Barabbas, a man who had murdered someone in a rebellion against the Roman government, a murderer, or Jesus. Having been persuaded by the religious leaders, the crowd chose Barabbas when asked who they wanted released. When asked what what he should do with Jesus, they shouted, crucify him. When, When Pilate asked what crime Jesus had committed, they shouted even louder, crucify him. Seeing he was getting nowhere and not wanting to start a riot, Pilate took water and washed his hands in front of the whole crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. It's your responsibility. And they replied, his blood is on us and on our children. Can you imagine? And then Pilate released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be hung on a cross. The week that had started with celebratory shouts of Hosanna ended with the deadly cries of crucify. This week that had started with a parade into Jerusalem ended with Jesus being nailed to a cross dying to give new life to you and me love honors others let's pray
1: oh god it my heart just breaks thinking what we did God forgive us and thank you thank you for Jesus thank you that Jesus came knowing the journey he would be taking for us so that ultimately we could have new life and spend eternity with you had to happen, but it just is mind-boggling, us in our humanity. Lord, it just is such a an example, the example of agape love, of unconditional love, where love honors. As we look, Lord, to the old rugged cross, help us not just. Oh no take it for granted but is end. take in what you've done so that we could be forgiven and free and live a life that you offer us full of joy and peace thank you